1: And I'm so excited to announce that in August, we will be having the 400th episode of the Author to Authority podcast. And in celebration of that, I have decided to do the top 25 episodes of the Author to Authority podcast for the whole summer and we will celebrate the 400 about mid-August. So there'll be a couple of episodes after that. And I chose these episodes because they were the ones that I just personally felt were the ones that gave tremendous amount of value that were going to help you as an entrepreneur, professional, a speaker, a coach, to move your business forward. These were value-packed episodes that are just going to give you action steps that are just going to really propel you to the next level. So I'd love for you to sit back, relax and enjoy this top 25 episode. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast and Today, I'm very happy and pleased to have on the podcast, Claudine Pereira. And you know what, I feel like she's like this kindred spirit. (laughs) Yes. And the first time we spoke together, our conversation went on forever. Usually, you know, these introductory ones are like about 15 minutes long and yet, I don't know, I think we spoke for probably about an hour. Yeah, uh, just uh, such a connection. And we really feel the same way about a lot of things. So that's why I'm excited to have her on the show today. And you know what, we're going to talk about a topic that's near and dear to every entrepreneur. And that's how to sell. But, you know, with this current Crisis that's going on. We're going to shift it up a little bit today and we're going to talk about how do you sell in a crisis environment. Yes. Because there's so much fear going on and we want to dispel some of that fear. Now, Claudine is an experienced professional business coach and consultant, she assists people with growing their business. Her consistent and captivating approach stretches her clients to move beyond a limiting sense of self and achieve their desired personal and professional goals. She's also an inspirational speaker, a professional at George Brown College in, is that in Toronto? Yes, that's in Toronto, yeah. Toronto, MC, and international best-selling author. Claudine's passionate about her work and believes that there is no limit. So welcome to the show, Claudine. Thank you. Thank you for that warm welcome,
2: Kim. Wow. And it's true what you said when we did speak for the first time. The time just ran on and it was almost like we we felt like we'd known each other for many, many years. Great for our relationship. So thank you for having me today. This is wonderful.
1: You're very welcome. So Claudine, tell us a little bit about yourself. So originally I'm from the UK, as you
2: can hear by this funny British accent. And you know, we grew up very poor in the UK and came to Canada originally back in the 70s with my parents, went back to the UK to do all my studying and fast forward to now, returned to, to Canada in February of 1995 and in the dead of winter, no money and two suitcases, went to go live with my father um, in the north end of Toronto and uh, it was dead, dead of winter, there was snow everywhere, certainly not like the, you know, the winter that we get right at the moment. So had no job, no money, and in the May of 95, I got fortunate enough and I landed a job at a big green bank where I stayed for the next 19 years, and that's really where my, my coaching journey began, coaching very large teams across the country and coaching for strong sales results, and you know I learned the good, bad, and the ugly in all of that. And in 2014, I was blessed enough to start my own business coaching and consulting company, and Going in six years strong, and it's a wonderful journey. And I'm so blessed to be able to serve the entrepreneurial community and helping them to to grow their business. So that's a quick, quick high
1: level about me. What was it like for you transitioning from? In many ways, you were an entrepreneur in your career. But what was it like for you transitioning from a career to just strictly being an entrepreneur? Honestly, Kim, it was, it was hard. It was hard. And I
2: hired a coach the minute I left the bank who sort of helped me work through some of that mindset stuff, because you really go from being around lots and lots of people every single day to being home alone. You don't have clients yet because you're in growth mode. You're not getting a regular paycheck. So, you know, the mind really does play a lot of tricks on you, Much as I'm pretty strong. I would say, was, it was a struggle. It took me a good full four seasons, the first year, you know, to really work through all of that muck and transition into the entrepreneurial lifestyle. And I never forget hearing Arlene Dickinson speak in those early days. And she said, you know, you need to have an inside made of Teflon to be an entrepreneur. It's Mm. not for the faint-hearted. You need to have grit and you need to have Mm. determination, or it just may not be the career for you. So that really did stick. And fortunately enough, you know, I saw myself through it, and uh, and here I am still today.
1: You know what? You are so correct. They, you know, you have these goals, these dreams, these aspirations to be this entrepreneur, and you know, you think it's going to be this easy road, and you know, no bumps. The road just goes straight. Then and then the reality of being an entrepreneur hits and it does like it stretches you there there are some things in life that stretch you way beyond who you are i mean the first is becoming a parent like that is like god's oh, yeah, of growth for you right yes
2: absolutely the first the first smack in the side of the cheek <laughs> parenting
1: <laughs> and i mean here's the thing and you You almost have to think of entrepreneurship as the same way. Uh, You know, when you become a parent, there's no getting out of it. You have to deal with it, right? And you have to learn and grow and stretch. And it's kind of the same as being an entrepreneur. Now, I'm not saying that anybody who gives up on being an entrepreneur or maybe needs to take a break from entrepreneurship or maybe takes a job for a while while they're building their business you know, doesn't mean you're not successful. I'm not saying that. And I hope nobody would ever feel that way. Absolutely. But, you know, entrepreneurship, you have to be in it for the long haul. That's right. And you have to be able to grow and you have to be able to develop and you have to be able to change. And like you said, you spent that first year with a mentor, you know, exploring this whole new side of things you had never experienced before. You had a lot of entrepreneurial skills, talents and abilities. But you know, you had that career, you had that constant paycheck, you had the support of other people around you. And and now you found yourself, you're an entrepreneur by yourself. And it's a totally different ballgame.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, it's funny, because, you know, even though I'm six years in, sometimes, you know, people say to me, you're so successful, what's your secret? And, you, you know, you don't look like you're fearful. And I said, honestly, we, we all get fear. And no matter how successful you become, and yes, the business is very successful, but I still do get fearful. I still have to work through, through these things. And, you know, I, I never forget, I went to a, a seminar when I first started the business and the guy drew a picture of a tightrope and he says this is what entrepreneurship is like And it was a guy walking on a tightrope with pitfalls and some straight lines and then pitfalls and I'm like looking at that going wow I was a real creature of habit used to my paycheck and benefits how am I going to adapt but you do you do because you just you just love it so much and here we are again in a time of uncertainty where now we need to switch again we need to switch and become agile and and do another adjustment
1: yes yeah you know every business has its good years and it's it's harder years you know exactly you know 2019 was a harder year for me yeah I had to make decisions that I really did not want to make and but I'm so glad that I did Mm -hmm. you know I, I had to step back on some things that I had planned on doing and I didn't do and really just focus in down onto the key elements of my business And it was actually a really good thing because I realized I had been spreading myself out uh, way too far, way too fast, and I couldn't handle it all. Yes,
2: no, absolutely. And again, we all fall into that trap of too quickly, too soon. But the one thing that I remind my clients of all the time when we all go through this journey of troubling times... And, you know, it hits us all at different various times in our, in our business cycle is that this is not linear. You know, it is, it's, it is not linear. It's not going to be the same all the time. We're going to have the highs and we're going to have the lows. And somehow we need to work on building that interior muscle so that during when the tough times do hit, like now, we are not going to fall apart and crumble, even though it is dire straits and very bad.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, we want to take a look at sales in a crisis environment. And I think both you and I agree that one of the biggest things that you cannot fall into is fear. That's right. That's right. You know, I'm watching a lot of people right now, and not that this has anything to do with sales, but just as an example, is the stock market. You know, you've got people freaking out because the stock market is dropping. Yes. It always does. Yes. You know, like, Not that I invest in the stock market, but I have studied it a bit. And the one thing I learned about any type of investment like that is you have to be in it for the long haul. That's right. You know, you can't panic when things drop because they're going to drop.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So again, there's no, the thing is with life, even in general, even if you are in a corporate career, that there is no Certainty about anything we always used no. to say the only th- certain things in life are what death and taxes yeah. Um, yeah, right and it 's true because really everything else is uncertain you now, I used to look at my corporate job as this was a you know a solid job, I had a great job i 'd been there nineteen years as a badge of honor, when really it was no more stable than what i 'm doing right now, and in fact, I find myself in a position and this is what I coach to is that you are able to control your business much more than if you are working under somebody else's, somebody else's umbrella. That's for sure.
1: That's for sure. Yes. So Claudine, why don't you share with us a bit of your expertise in sales and what should entrepreneurs be doing right now in this environment to ensure that their businesses stay healthy financially? Sure, and it was funny, you know, this morning I
2: was having my tea thinking about today and knowing that we were going to talk about sales and kind of thinking about how we could put a little bit of a pivot into it to, you know, so it's not my typical sales sort of spiel about following up and having a, you know, following the pink coach sales chain and really thinking about what are some of the things right now that, you know, key for all small businesses, no matter whether you're selling in person or selling online, that we can do from a sales perspective, and you know, when I think about sales, it's not just about selling right this moment.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think
2: at the end of the day, yes, there's still some transactions that may very well be taking place at this very moment in time. But at the moment, you know, we cannot expect, with the economy as it is, and as you were just saying, the stock market, for people to be pulling out their wallets and just spending cash left, right, and centre. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I'm anticipating from a sales perspective is that. Once we do come out the other end of it, I feel that, you know, just based on my own knowledge and what I've been reading, I'm no expert, but I think we'll be feeling the after effects of it when we come out the other end.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: that's maybe when there'll be some uncertainty. So, you know, one of the things I've been working on with my clients, and I encourage you to do so, is to come up with a bit of a contingency plan for your business. So from a sales perspective, sales and revenue and and customer experience, I would roll them all together perhaps in one because really sales is customer experience, sales is service. And really think about what can you do now, what are the activities that you can do now, some business building sales activities that you can provide your clients with now or provide yourself with for when we get back into the saddle a few months down the road, whether it be two or three or four months so you're, you know, you're keeping those fires burning. And how can we prevent some of this from happening in the future? So one of the things I want you to think about is you're sitting down to do this, I call it an audit. I feel that small businesses now are under the gun of audit. And if you come from a corporate environment, you'll understand what I mean by that. It's like someone is coming in now and they're saying, okay, universe and, you know, corona, whoever, they're coming in saying, right, you are being tested. And let's see how good your business is. Let's see how bulletproof it is. To see you through the times when the economy does come back. So, you know, I think that really it's a good time for business. And, mm-hmm. you know, thinking, what? what do you mean it's a good time for business? I think it's a really good time for small business. I think that this is the time now where you can make a difference in your industry, mm-hmm. you can make a difference with your clients, and not asking for the sale right away, but you're just going to be there. Yes. So, what are some of the solutions that you can think about and come up with now? in your business to keep the momentum going so if i said to you okay you know someone's come to me and said oh my business is failing i'm losing clients it's not we Mm -hmm. we can sit and cry about it it is a a reality but my question is do you want to have a business in the next year so this next year do you still want to be in business and if so we need to put a plan in place so some of the ideas and just to give you some tactical things that you know that I'm sharing with my clients that you can do to really get creative during these uncertain times and really flexing out. We've got to be agile. We've got to, you know, as my, my one of my good friends who runs our Mastermind group says, you've got to come up with parallel thinking. It's it's yes, not a time for, you know, every day, every day and letting fear, as you said, take over. We have to come up with some creative things. So think about it this way, a couple of things. Number one, depending on how you sell, if you're selling in person, let's say you're selling clothing, how can you take your business online right now what can you do to take your product or service online and not to say that you're going to push it but let's say for example with me i coach in person how am i going to continue my practice and how could i explore various options to take my business online or encourage my clients to take their business online so what are some of the things you can do let's say if you have a bricks and mortar store, and people are not walking in, right? Instead of shutting the door and putting the clothes sign up, how (laughs) can you move this to where where everyone's playing right now? People are playing online. People are playing in the online platform. And, you know, whether we like it or not, this is the future at the moment. And I, you know, hearing recent talks on videos and and online presence, this is going to be the future. So this is a very good test for us now to take what we're doing and say, how can we move our business to an online platform So we don't completely shut the doors. Secondly is instead of, you know, you know, I considered doing a big email blast and communication to my clients. And then I decided not to because I didn't want to heighten this already instilled panic. And I'm not saying we shouldn't be panicking and this is very real. People are getting sick, but I'm not going to help by doing that. So think about if you do have clients, one-on-one clients, individual clients that you are servicing or have serviced this past year, how about reaching out to them on a one-to-one basis? So instead of a cookie cutter, big blanket email, and like I said, there's nothing wrong with it if that suits your business. But to me, I think in these troubled times, we need this one-on-one. We need people that are going to pick up the phone and say, hey, how are you doing? How is your business? Yes. Are you okay? And how can I help you? you? know. And I spent a lot of time over the weekend doing that with some clients who were saying, okay, I've got this event, I've got stuff going on. How are we going to continue? And I say, right. One door closes, let's see how we can go around the door and find another solution. Exactly. Putting your creative hat on and helping your clients on a one-on-one basis will not only just give them that service they need right now and that little bit of hope, you are also planting that sales seed for when this crisis is over, that they are always going to need you. Remember, service is sales, service is sales. What other business building activities can you do to keep your current clients warm? it might be appropriate that you send out some personalized videos. It might be appropriate that you put together some, you know, concrete planning and ideas and suggestions for them. Two heads work better than, than one. Mm-hmm. So you may say to me, Claudine, like, what? is, you're not telling me how to sell. My, my point is what you do now will pay off. Just like, you know, uh, I tell my clients, what you do now will pay off in the next 90 days. So yes. if you Do a little bit every single day, a little bit of business building activities, some sales activities, keeping in touch with your clients. This will help you to stay top of mind once the pandemonium dies down and we're starting to get back into into business.
1: And I had a couple thoughts there as you were talking and wanted to share as well. You know, just because you have a brick and mortar business doesn't mean there aren't steps that you can take. You know, like, here's the thing, if you show the customers that are coming in, that you're taking whatever precautions are appropriate for the type of business you have, right? So, yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. you know, like, are there things that you can do if you own a clothing store, you know, people may be hesitant to try on clothes, but if you can be showing your customers that, hey, you know, I've got a steam machine, the steam kills the viruses. Anytime someone tries on clothes, they're being steamed before they're put back on, you know, have a hand sanitizer, have wipes, you know, make it very clear that you're wiping down different things in your store. Yeah, is it extra work for you? Yes. But if you can show people that you're taking the proper precautions, Okay, now maybe some countries not. okay, but most of the listeners are here in the Canada, United States. You know, if you show you're taking the proper precautions. Right. People are still going to come to your store.
2: Yes. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm glad you talked about that because the prime example, Mondays is my business building day. I'm at home and I always take my break at lunchtime and I head downtown Toronto to my bar class, my pure bar class. And it's a class; it's a small class, but I still went today because they really convinced me that they are doing the utmost things possible, you know, to keep the place clean. And you know, we also have access to online classes if we need it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sold. I'm going to my class as normal. And to be yeah. honest with you, it's probably much cleaner than it was before all of this happened. So it's maybe this is the time to be out. I don't know. I know, and I know I'm trying to do different things on things. With that yes, I am taking it very seriously, but also too trying to look on the light side of things. Maybe, this, maybe it is a better time to be out. Everything is super clean. People are cleaning everything, scrubbing fingernails. Mm-hmm. You know, hand sanitized.
1: Yeah, and and you can't run your business in fear, right? No. And you know, you can't go either way this time right now either. So what I mean by that is. You can't raise your prices and try to price gouge, but nor do I think that you should be cutting prices either. Agreed. You know, don't don't cut your prices to try and get sales in now. Because what happens is, is that, you know, you've now conditioned your clients that they can get lower prices from you.
2: Yeah, I, I completely, completely align with what you're saying. That This is not a time to lower prices. You can give more, there's, there's ways that you can give value with your time and other things that you can do, but you don't need to cut your prices. I mean, unless you feel really compelled, like if you, you know, you're running an organization and you have to shut the doors and you know, your practitioners might need to you know, do things remotely, then yeah, maybe give your clients a bit of a break. It really depends on your business model. So your base price for something, I think that we, so we start to come out of the gate looking desperate if we start to slash prices. Mm -hmm. during this time I think it dilutes business and I think it's not going to be any good for the for the economy now you know you may say to me well Claudia I've got clients dropping left right and center and to me that's a bigger conversation of AA we need to continuously keep our sales funnel full year round so having your list your you know your generate list your people that have worked with you in the past keeping track and now might be a good time to revisit your list just to see who's on it who's who's where and when will you pick up the phone and call person number 1 person number 2 maybe it will be in two months maybe it will be in three months it's just to revisit that yeah. funnel and see who's poking around in there because yes we're going to be we're all going to be impacted by this and losing clients yeah. at varying degrees but now it's a time to strengthen our funnel for the future and how can yeah. we and how can we do that in the current current circumstances and then the second thing is a bigger picture and i know this is not really sales but Again, look at your business. We are all being audited, and if someone's auditing our business right now, and you don't have enough money to live on, maybe for the next month, then that's another conversation to have with yourself to say, okay, maybe self. You know, if I'm bringing in a thousand dollars a month, I'm putting away two hundred in an account somewhere for this type of crisis, because mm-hmm. chances are this has happened now and it's going to happen again with something else. You know, we went through the bird flu, we went through SARS, and now this one has been a disaster. And maybe the next one will be even worse. So what can we do to have a bit of a cushion behind us, be able to support ourselves even just for a little bit financially when trouble times
1: do hit? Well, and I think a couple of other just thoughts that occurred to me while you were talking was, first of all, why are your clients leaving, right? So are there things that you can do, to keep those clients or are you just accepting the fact because it's a crisis situation that there's nothing you can do these clients are going to leave well you know maybe if you're having that conversation with your client about you know why are they leaving right and are there things that you can do to maybe reverse that so you don't lose as many clients first of all in the first place because maybe sometimes they're just reacting out of fear and if you can assure them, right Here's the things, people buy outcomes, and people still need those outcomes. So if you can show them that you can continue to supply them with that outcome, and help calm their fears, and, and let them see that, you know, there's still results to be had, then maybe you won't lose as many clients to begin with.
2: Absolutely spot on spot on because that's giving that's giving value and yes some may bite and some may still say look i just can't afford it and you know take a back seat for the short term but you need again this goes back to my you have to be creativity you have have to have some creativity in these times put your creative hat on you know google some ideas think about something that's outside of the box that you know how can you continue this client relationship because again In a year's time, they're still going to want to have a business. And yes, you might scale back on whatever it is you're doing with them, but you need to keep that momentum going. It's like the rocket ship is up there, and the minute you start to do less and less and less, then guess what? You're going to come out in six months and go, yeah, I really have no business. So I love this idea, and that is just really giving as much value as you can to your clients at this time, which will solidify the sale when things do around, unless you are in an industry right now where you know your product is well needed like hand sanitizer let's say
1: <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah but you know what's going to happen <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you know they're getting a lot of sales now but a couple of months down the road they're not going to be getting sales because what's happening is everybody is yeah, super stocking island. up right yeah exactly so them isn't that's
2: a great and, and how can they, they're doing great right now, but what's going to happen in three or four months when people don't need their product anymore? Mm-hmm. What are, what innovative, you know, if I was sitting in a room with them, I'd be saying, okay, what innovative idea can we come up with now that you can roll out in four months' time when no one wants hand sanitizer anymore? What yeah. is it that you can sell at that time? Yeah. So, so, again, there's no, you know, ideal formula, I feel, at this time. I think that, yes, going out with, again, trying to really, deliberately sell is going to be an absolute turn off and i highly don't think that it's the right time or appropriate to be doing that at the moment because people really are feeling it but coming from a place of service and building that relationship because building relationships ultimately will in the sale maybe not right the second maybe not next week but in a month or two months or three months you know you just you just never know by keeping in touch whose life you're going to touch and then when things are good again, they're going to come back and want to purchase for you in your, in your business.
1: And I think an important point is, is that, you know, yeah, I think like some of the ways we do things have to change a bit, but by the same token, I still think that you can't be afraid to ask for the sale because I think that there's still a lot of people who are not reacting in fear, who are yes. still moving forward in life. So, you know, I think it's a combination of not giving in to fear yourself, mm-hmm. still asking for the sale. Again, I mean, sales should never be high pressured, anyways. So, no. no, you know, I don't think things should change there. And if you find that you're getting a lot of no's, then you know you are going to need to step up your prospecting and step up and starting those starting those relationships. And I mean. If you can't meet face to face with people, like, you know, if one of your main ways of, you know, getting sales is, you know, through conferences and face to face networking, then learn a new skill, learn where people, you know, your clients, your customers hang out online, start hanging out there, start learning how to have those conversations online that lead to sales, you know, it can be done you know, I have sold quite a bit using LinkedIn and just developing those relationships, not spamming people, but having good conversations. And, you know, from those conversations, you know, some of them lead to sales. So there are ways of learning how to sell in different environments. But another thought that I had, if you've been in business for any length of time, you have those really good clients and customers, you know, the ones that money's never an issue for them, who love you, who love what you do. Consider, are there additional services that you could be offering them at this time? You know, every business has those really good clients that the economy doesn't seem to affect. And so, you know, if you were thinking of adding on an additional service now is a great time to do that and approach those really good customers and just say, Hey, you know what? Some of my times freed up. I was thinking about offering this, you know, you're my good client customer. I wanted to give you the opportunity to be the first one to have it. You know, how can, how can you expand what you're offering to your current customers, because it is always easier to sell to an existing client than it is to try and get a new client.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You've already built the relationship. And as you said, you know, if they're not crumbling in this trying time, and they're still, you know, treating their business seriously and doing everything they can to move the needle forward, chances are they may still be in a position to buy from you something, anything, an emergency session, emergency something. And, uh, so yes, some people, to your point, some people will still be buying, but you really just got to treat each case very separately. Yes. Very separately and not with fear. And, uh, and and again, it's the whole fear one. This is a whole other podcast on the whole fear piece because (laughs) it is frightening. It is, it is scary. So, you know, what can you do to strengthen yourself against some of that fear that is creeping into our lives every single day?
1: And I think one of the biggest things is to recognize that this too shall pass. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You know, like if, if you look at it, I mean, even just like for Canadians when SARS hit Toronto, like it was this big thing and you know, up till about this year, we hadn't heard anything about SARS in I don't know how many years. Right. So, you know, It does pass and life does go back to normal. Now, sometimes normal changes. Yes. Yes. But it does level back out again. And so, you know, three months from now we will be in the middle of summer. Well, starting summer (laughs) here in Canada. And, you know, a lot of these, you know, viruses and stuff like that uh, will be on hiatus until next fall again. So you know, like there will be another upswing of of business, and here's the thing, you know, if you're in travel right now, I know you're being hit hard. Yes. Right. Yes. And here's the thing, though, once people can travel, let me tell you, you better already be prepared, <laughs> because oh, people are going to be so sick and tired of staying at home. Right. Yep, yeah, exactly.
2: The floodgates will absolutely open. People are not think about it this way. In the economy, people are not spending money. We're not going out to eat. Yes, we've hoarded a few groceries, but we're not doing anything. We haven't we haven't taken our winter vacation. So a lot of people, once once the floodgates open, are going to be ready to to travel. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. So we better be ready because you know it, again, each industry has been has been hit differently, but. This is, your, this is your staying power. This is really to see how, how bulletproof can you be? You know, how much grit and determination can you have to really pull it through in these difficult times? Yes. Right? And what can you do now from a sales perspective that you've ordinarily have not had time to do in the last of the while because you've been busy with the business? Right? Take that, take yep. that time to do that. Yep. What, what new, do you need to build new material for a workshop that you can release in the fall? Do you need to write a few new more chapters in your in your book? That's what I'm taking some time to do, is to try and finish my first draft of my workbook. Mm-hmm. So you know what what are some of the things that you can do that you have ordinary lot had time to do in in this sort of a bit of a
1: downtime Yes well Claudine, we're we're pretty well out of time. I think we've yes. gone a little over time. Oh, I'm not surprised with <laughs> that. <laughs> So, you know what I want to do is I want to have you back on again. We'll have Great. to book a time and yeah. you know talk a little bit more about sales, but I also want to talk about your book, your writing journey and all yeah. that kind of stuff. That's so sure. uh, in the meantime, how can people connect with you, Claudine? So I'm everywhere on social media under the Pink Coach.
2: So you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn under the Pink Coach, my website is www.thepinkcoach.com and you can also find me on my Google page or just pick up the phone and call me if you need to have a chat about your business. If you're listening to this going, man, I just don't know. She said some things here that sounds all right, but I think she's, she's smoking something. I don't know about the sales. Like just call me or send me a note through my website or email me at info at and I will set up a time talk to you just to see if we can talk you through a few key points in your business. I'd be more than happy to do
1: that. Please do reach out. That is so awesome. So audience, I've said this before. I'm going to say it again, and I'll probably say it another time. (laughs) These experts that I have on the show here, they truly care. They've come on to share their expertise freely and be able to help you. And so when they offer to do a call with you, this is not get on the phone and they're going to try and sell you something Call this is, you know, they're here to help you. Yes. So please take advantage of these, of these opportunities to connect with these people, learn from them, ask them questions, believe it or not. The higher up somebody is, okay, and I'm not most, okay, there are some people who are just very selfish and greedy. But most people, you know, who are higher up on what we consider the success ladder love to share what they have learned with others. Yes. So take advantage of it. Learn those things. I went to a conference when I was first starting RTI Publishing, And the speaker there, and it was a free day, like he taught all day for free. He said, he taught a one section, which first of all, like totally blew my mind. And I was fighting it like crazy, but it didn't take long for me to realize that it was the truth and it revolutionized my business. So you never know what one session can do to totally change who you are, how you run your business.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, and to echo your sentiments, it's, yes, we're all talking about sales and we need to sell to have a viable business. However, for me, first and foremost, it is about service. If I can give you one thing in your business that can help you move the needle during this next little while, I've done my job and I do not need to be compensated for it. Your success in your business will be compensation enough for me. So please, please do reach out.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Claudine, for being on the show thank you this is excellent thank you for having me so this has been claudine Pereira and kim thompson pinder on the author to authority podcast and we will see you on the very next show bye now
0: you've been listening to the author to authority podcast the extraordinary word ninja
1: Kim Thompson Pinder
0: has helped over 200 entrepreneurs, professionals, speakers and coaches write and publish their books that have become incredible marketing tools for their business, and many of those have gone on to become Amazon best-selling authors and have used their books to land high-level clients and get on big stages. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.author2authoritypodcast.com. See you next time.